This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another edition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by First World Collectibles. If you're into nerd culture... If you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20 to receive 20% off. They got a ton of stuff from all the major sporting leads, wrestling memorabilia, nerd culture. They got it. Best thing is they ship worldwide even better. They update daily. So please visit them at firstrow.ca. And if you're into video games and books, please visit bossfightbooks.com. For great books on classic video games, you'll find titles like NBA Jam, Resident Evil, Silent Hill 2, and so many others. Everything you see on their websites available in paperback and ebook format. So please check them out at bossfightbooks.com. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link, it takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t shirts, travel mugs, anything you need or want, it is there. But the easiest thing, the freest thing, the best thing to do to support the show is rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So this week's guest is a Canadian stand-up comedian whose album, Ingredients of a Brownie, is currently available on iTunes and Apple Music. The hilarious Keisha Brownie. Hey! What's up? What's up, Steve? What is going on, my friend? How are you this fine afternoon slash evening? <laughs> oh, you know, I'm I'm doing well. You know, I, I had my coffee this morning. I feel like I could use a little more. I had a morning shift, but we're here. I had my little adult nap, and I'm good to go. Okay, I've never really discussed this on the show. This is a first. I, I want to talk about coffee quickly here in terms of caffeine, because caffeine does shit to me. It I don't get affected. I could drink a whole pot and go right to bed, and in fact... Sometimes I sleep better when I have a coffee before going to bed. So I don't understand the people who actually the caffeine affects them. Like, and like, same thing with like even energy drinks, like Monster. I can't have any of that. It goes right through me. Nothing happens. I, you know what? Uh, We're in the same boat. I really feel like it's a placebo. I could have 11 coffees before I go to bed. (laughs) If I'm tired, I'm sleeping, bro. I don't care. Like, I don't understand. You know, and then there's people who want decaf, which that, like, what's that? That's non alcoholic beer in my opinion. Like if, if you're not right? using it to cook with, what what the hell is it for? Come on. Come on. What what is up with that? I have no idea. I, I really think it's just I'm probably addicted, man. I really am. It doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, it's I I enjoy the taste. Like to, I have a black, straight black, and that's it. Because I enjoy the taste of actual coffee. But in terms of yeah, keeping me up, or even in terms of like being addicted to it, like I could go a few days without having a coffee. Like it's not like I'm gonna be like, oh my god, I need my coffee. But it's true, the placebo effect. Some days you're just like you're like, eh, and like, then you're like, oh, I I need a coffee, but you really don't, right? Yeah, right. I, that's how I feel about that and other things. <laughs> that's hilarious okay so speaking of being hilarious obviously you're a comedian stand-up comedian when did you want to become a comic when did you start liking comedy and first off when did you know you were actually funny because that's you know sometimes you just don't know 
This is true. Um, let me, a big secret, a uh, big spoiler alert. Uh-oh. I actually never wanted to be a stand-up comedian. What? It's, I know, it's absolutely nuts. I, um, at first, I want to be an actor. I want to be a singer when I was small. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, I noticed a lot of the, you know, I was a chubbier kid growing up, and I was like, you know what, this is not going to work for me. <laughs> And I used to watch shows like, you know, uh, I grew up watching Benny Hill. My dad put me on that. and like um, That theme song's still in my head. Oh, right? The classics. The classics. <laughs> uh, and Living Color is when I Another was like, one. okay, this this is for me. This is what I want to do. Oh. Um, my family, they're naturally hilarious people. So okay. I've always been around funny people and I guess I've always been the class clown. This is the taboo story you always hear of a comic. <laughs> I'm always class clown and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so I went to school for for theater performances because nice. uh, at the time they didn't have television. So I thought, or TV and film acting. Okay. I went to Humber College okay. and I'm like, you know what? This is where it starts anyway, right? Let me just sure. take the theater course. <laughs> Lo and behold... <laughs> Oh, no. Theater was like therapy, bro. Oh, oh. my gosh. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, uh, you really got to dig deep. Like, you know, you did a lot of method acting. You had to, like, be vulnerable. You had to be seen. It was a lot of... We did a lot of breathing work and a lot of oh, movement wow. classes. I, it was not adding up for me. I'm like, where are these motherfucking lines? <laughs> <laughs> right? I, right? I'd be always taking myself out of the work. But, um, Sounds like you, you went know, to a yoga class. Been, it really opened my mind and, and made me more like open-minded to different art forms. Gotcha. So long story short, mm. me and a couple actor friends, we went to go watch a couple comics doing stand-up comedy, um, taking a course at okay. the college at the time. They had an open mic. Really? On a Tuesday night. Oh, yeah. And, um, wow. you know, I, I'm an actor at the time. I'm like, who Big the time. heck pays money to tell jokes? This is True. ridiculous. So, you know, I went to go watch a show and I'm telling my colleagues, I'm like, you guys, this is a theater art form. This is crazy. They're doing, they're doing clown. They're doing Buffon. These are techniques that we learned in theater school. Right. And I'm going, I'm seeing the real skeleton of what stand-up comedy really is. It's really the skeleton of all art forms because you're the writer, the producer, the actor. And I was, I was blown away. Right. So, um. I took a workshop at the same college. They were offering a summer workshop. Okay. And uh, I've been addicted ever since. I've oh, never turned wow. back. Oh, really? Right. Oh, that's cool to hear. Okay, I, I don't want to be per se, because you uh, and ask who your favorite comedians are growing up, because obviously you said you weren't really into it, so I don't want to put you on the spot there. But you did say that you watch TV and appreciate stuff on TV. So who's your best or favorite comic turned actor? How about that? You know what? Um... Not because he's Canadian. Oh, okay. But Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey, man. He's a I grew up OG. on him too. He's, yeah. You know, I like he's the guy, man. He's the guy. He's the guy to do it. You know, they ridicule him in the beginning, and then it, like look, he could have his own show. He's just so talented. Um, I grew to like a lot more comedian. Like after I started doing the art form, I, I did my research, you know, the Lenny Bruce's, the mm, Richard Pryor, sure. Joe Rivers. I really like nowadays. I really like Bill Burr. Like I like, of course. I like witty stuff, you know, I like, yep. you know, let me be offensive and funny at the same time. I could appreciate that. Well, that's exactly it. Cause anyone could write anything. Cause I've, I've had this conversation before too in the past. So it's like, you could teach someone to write good material to do spots, so forth and so on. But you can't teach someone to be witty and to come up with shit on the spot. Like, you know what I mean? That's something you're born with, I'm sorry to say, right? Yeah, it's true. And a lot of people don't realize that uh, stand-up comedy, like comedy is in its essence, it's actually not funny. It's like, <laughs> like it's really dark, bro. Like, uh, yeah. Right? Because we're laughing at our insecurities. We're laughing at, you know crazy stuff that happened in our lives it's vulnerable really and it's it's crazy there really is a thin line just like there's a thin line between love and hate same things funny and 
non-funny. No, sure. it's so true. Okay, you said you mentioned some TV shows. How about some movies that you liked over the years, comedy-wise? Like, speaking of Jim Carrey, one of the movies that made me laugh, I think, the most, but mind you, I was about 14 when this came out, was East Ventura. My God, the laughs I've had through that one, that first yeah. one. Now it's not so politically correct. I don't think it'll stand up, but at the time, uh, it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was. I could, uh, I remember that one scene when he kept closing the door. <laughs> and, like, I see, I like silly stuff like yes. that. It's very corny, it's very silly, but yep. <laughs> that door that was like soundproof and, oh, that guy, I think it's his facial expressions. Yes. That was, yeah. That was a funny movie growing up. And what else? Right? Because nowadays it's like everything is sort of like the same. Like I, I still think the last great comedy was probably like the Hangover series. And after that, everything is just like a blur. Like, you know what I mean? It's true. You're right. We don't, what else do we have? That's, I, that's it. Wow. I can't think of that. Like growing up, you had like what? Like everything that they came up, all the Wayne's brother stuff growing up we had as well. Oh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, house parties right they don't make movies like that anymore i know that's what i miss like that's what i don't understand what happened there because i think there's more comics now than there's ever been like why not give them more freedom to come up with these sort of movies well here's the thing man it's the social media is really it's it's working for us and it's it's exhausting You know what I mean? Everyone is there. They got their own show. They got their own YouTube channel. They got their own TikTok. They got, they got their own podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's great. True. It's true. But it's like, I remember a time where you were just an artist. That's all you had to do. Was be your best and someone will, you know, scout you. Nope. In the, in not the anymore now it's the other way around like you you would be doing you would be sending the emails sending your submission tapes now it's like casting agents are looking at your tiktok followers they're casting you for movies based on you know how many reels yes. you got it's it's just insane it's crazy how the person which is not bad in theory because this is what everyone wanted cut out the middleman but it's crazy how the person now is becoming more than the actual brands and the studios that make stuff around them. Like, like you know, like for example, like Logan and Jake Paul. Like, there's a perfect example right there. Anything you put them on is going to elevate whatever product is out there. Nothing is bigger than them anymore. Whereas it was the other way around. You need like the machine behind you, right? Yeah, it's true. It's crazy, and I'm watching it. And I'm trying to keep up. I really am. It's I'm hard. Just- you can't. It's impossible. I just can't stand it. It's people in their reels and their TikToks. I'm like, listen, man, my life is awesome. I'm just not documenting it. You know what I mean? It's, well, it's a full-time job. That's the thing, right? It can be. Yeah, it really can become one of those for sure. No, most yeah. definitely. Well, speaking of being out there and in social, you did a comedy show in the metaverse? Oh, man. Oh, like, oh, seriously? Virtual there. reality? Like, Oh, yeah. It is insane. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Uh, you have to explain all this from, like, how you got booked for it, how it was, like, was there a virtual audience? Like, run through everything, because I'm so interested with this. I will let you know everything. So let's do it. A couple of my colleagues, they're also comics, uh, Daniel Woodrow, Rodney Ramsey, they created a comedy club inside the metaverse called the unknown comedy club awesome. you know this is why we need another lockdown you see what I, like this was, a, this was genius this is a genius idea i've been telling rodney ramsey right. you guys go check him out he's a hilarious comic from montreal so ahead of his time uh yeah so they made this comedy club there, you know it's the first black owned metaverse comedy club there go. in the metaverse and um yeah it's crazy it's um they've been doing it for over two to three years now and um it's really really picking up like i met people from texas and ohio and all i had to do i didn't even think of that yeah and take it off it's insane wow it's it's just insane man i don't know i have my own avatar it's it's pretty it's pretty intense Okay, because that's I'm what like, I was going to ask too. Like, do you see the audience? Do they have their own avatars, or is it like a like an avatar with their picture on, on their face or something? 
Fuck. You've been to the metaverse? No, no, man. I'm. I barely left my neighborhood. Never mind the metaverse. What the? F- okay. Well, you got gamers on here, right? You yeah, got gamers that listen, so they know what time of day it is. It's insane. So you're actually in another world. Yeah, I have my own avatar. Okay. I could see these people. I could give them high fives. Oh shit! Out there talking to them. It's it's like you're really there. Wow. <laughs> and after I did the show, I was like. I took off my goggles, my VR goggles, and yeah. I it felt like you were really out for the whole Shut night. Up. It's just crazy. I'm like, why am I so tired? And I was just in my living room. I was out of sh- at a show, at an after party. It's it's insane. You got to check it out. Cuz that's what I was going to ask was the atmosphere of the audience like but you just pretty much said it when you took it off felt like you were there so it still feels like you're at an actual comedy club like except obviously the smells and stuff which might be a good thing in some cases but you like you know you still feel like the energy from the crowd if they boo well obviously not booing but like if they're cheering or heckling or whatever yeah like shit that's awesome there is a little bit of a delay you have to wait but it's it's insane you know people come up to you they talk to you oh my god you were so funny and shit oh my god so crazy see because i pictured it more like again speaking of pandemic like it was like a a, a zoom comedy show like you just saw like everyone's faces and you were just there like an audience with like just screens or something and you perform in front of them but no you actually going into oh that's crazy that's awesome Crazy, yeah. They had a Zoom show um, okay. during 2020 where the host Rodney was the actual avatar. So you would have all the other comics in Zoom, but he was the avatar. Oh, now, right now there's goggles in Montreal and there's VR goggles in Toronto in case any comic wants to go and do a spot in the metaverse. That's crazy. Insane. Yeah. So what the future is telling us is that we have to go invest in one of these VR goggles because I even heard Facebook is taking over the metaverse or metaverse is taking over Facebook. Something. I'm so lost now. Like you said, it's so hard to keep up, man. Yeah, I'm losing myself. I don't know why I'm talking so much about this passionate technology stuff that I hate. Well, it is the future. You have to. What I tell people is you don't have to like it, but at least you got to know about it. Like, you know what I mean? As long as you're in the know and you know what it's doing and whatnot, and then it's your choice if you want to use it or not. Because, like, example for me, I don't use Facebook. I haven't used Facebook. Like, I used it when it first came out for, like, the first year or two, and then that's it. I never went back on and whatever. But I understand why people like it, obviously, and I know what it is. I know what it does and the function, so why not? But, yeah, if you're not into the metaverse, then don't go. But but it's just crazy. Like, some of the stories you heard, did you hear about the person who bought – the mansion right beside Snoop Dogg's in the metaverse for like $1 million or something. Oh my gosh. I did not hear about this. Like now, now they're selling real estate in the metaverse. Like this is oh. like, I can't, it's insane. I can't. I know. People are meeting up in the metaverse. It's crazy. They tell me they have, uh, they have their own following at this club. Apparently, um, they have a family that meets with their daughter because she goes to school overseas and they all meet up in the metaverse. Oh my God, them. that's a good... Actually, that's what it's actually right. really good for. Yes, I didn't even that's think a, of that. Yeah, you never... Th- you know, like... The, yeah, so you're just hanging with your family watching this comedy show. All you gotta do is take off, take off your goggles and you're like, all right, cool. I just hung out with my mom and dad weird right right that's perfect for like holidays and shit like that you don't feel like apart from your family or lonely like think about it yeah it's see it's good and it's uh, I know. scary but it's good because of what's going on even now with all the forest fires and the uh, fucking bad smoke out there you can't even breathe you're gonna they're saying now this is all cancerous stuff we're all gonna die because of it eventually and it's an, you know I how it is a- you know how it is <laughs> I know how it is. I was driving to work yesterday. Like, who the fuck is doing a hot box outside in this bitch? <laughs> Worse. At least a hot box smells good. This smells like burnt acid or something. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. It's gonna be problems. I don't know. Right? We we're in a trap house outside. It was crazy. So maybe the metaverse will fix this if the earth fucking falls to shit around us and we have to stay indoors for a long period of time, right? So, hey. My gosh. Yeah. Oh, so scary. Oh, my God. How about traveling, real-life traveling, like being on a plane, going to different places? Because you've been all over North America, too. You perform everywhere and all that. Do you enjoy the traveling aspect of comedy? Uh, that's, the, that's the best part of what? the job. 
Oh, I think, it's I think you're the first ever saying this. Really? I everyone hates it. Everyone hates it. You yeah. know why? Because everyone travels a lot more than me. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. You know what I mean? I still haven't uh, made that jump yet because this is Canada. I still have a full-time job. Um, so when I do get to travel, I, I love it, man. I just came back from New York and I did the Winnipeg Festival. Right. And yeah, it's it's a good time. And it's always, it's all, you know, you feel a, you feel a different energy when you're in a different town doing comedy, you know? Because it's like, these guys have never seen me ever. Not one of them. It's like, it's so fresh. Yeah, because I, I was going to ask that, if you enjoyed it more in front of, like, your local crowd, where you know you might have, like, a few people on your side that's going to laugh at everything anyways, or would you rather perform in front of a bunch of strangers? I think strangers is the best way to go, man. Mm. Clean slate, clean canvas. I love it. It's the best. Yeah, and every what? area is different, too. So that, that's how you know when you have to tweak stuff, right? Yeah. What comics don't like to travel? What the heck? No, I'm saying in entertainment, just because of the whole aspect of getting on a plane and going through all that bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? Because, I don't know, like, I understand going to different cities and checking everything out. Like, I, lo- I love traveling for that aspect. Like, to me, the best part of traveling, if I could take out the airport. If you could just warp me onto yeah. the plane. I don't mind being on the plane, because that's sometimes chill. But the yeah. actual going through the airport and customs and everything and potentially losing your bag nowadays... Especially up here, yeah. like Toronto is ranked one of the worst airports. Like almost all our luggage is always lost everywhere, or a car- or flights are canceled. So I don't know. I, I and plus I, I'm tall, so I don't fit really too well on an airplane anymore because now all the seats are narrow and short. So the people beside me always ruin it. Like there's always someone that always is either always getting up or sleeping the whole flight, so I have to feel bad and wake them up. It's like ah. Uh, but I don't know. I've, yeah. I've had a lot of bad airplane experience. Maybe that's why. Have you ever had any bad airplane experiences or any funny, like, people beside you on an airplane? <laughs> um, I want to say, yeah, this year was crazy. I really? Was on a, I was on an airplane with a couple comics. We tour every February for okay. Black History Month. We do this nice. uh, underground comedy railroad tour. And I don't, you know, like... I'm getting a lot more mature where I don't have to take shots at 5 a.m. before I go on a plane. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, we're on tour. I'm hanging out. The hang co- culture is real. So, <laughs> yeah, I got on a 6 a.m. flight drunk oh my God. With, my, uh, with my comedian friends. And it was hilarious. We were very loud and annoying. <laughs> did, you have, did you have to actually come and calm me down or something? Did anyone say anything to you guys? <laughs> No, they were good oh, okay, after because okay. we were just, you know, we were all sitting apart from each other, but all like, hey, how you doing? And That's telling even the worse. to wave so we could put on TikTok. Yeah, it was the worst. And then, you know, we fell asleep. So <laughs> we did it all again at the other airport. So <laughs> you guys were for once the hecklers in the crowd, heckling everyone else and not letting them do their thing on the plane. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's so true. Oh, my gosh. Now, now they get to feel what it's like when a comic gets heckled on stage. That's so funny. Yeah. The flight attendant wasn't impressed when I asked her to wave so I could put on my reel. Oh, like, my God. Right? Oh, yeah. that's, Well, speaking of hecklers, have you ever dealt with any hecklers? And, when, and if you have, what's, like, your go-to to deal with them? Oh, my gosh. Have I had... Yeah, I, uh, in the beginning, when I was very amateur doing stand-up comedy, okay. I think I, I think I threatened to beat someone up. I don't oh, know, shit. I don't know if I took that heckler all right, and, uh, it wasn't good. It's, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it didn't turn out good. They had to play <laughs> the music loud, the host had to come back on, I, uh. They threw me off of my set, and, you know, I think I, my Jamaican Tourette's came out. I'm like, yo, Bridget, you want something? You know what I mean? I didn't, that that Keisha came out, and it wasn't good. Um, but it's okay. I taped the set. I saw where it went wrong, I, and I came back. I smashed the shit out of the room. There you go. So that's what it's about. You got to, you can't all, every comedy show can't be your, you know, every set's not going to be the greatest. Of course. Right? So... And uh, I'll never forget, I um, 
I was actually talking to someone about this today. I remember I had a show in Jamaica. There's a, oh, okay. um, what's his name? Blacka Ellis. He's a very funny Jamaican comic. He runs a show every uh, every Boxing Day. Okay. And uh, he brings out at least maybe 800 people who come to this resort to watch stand-up comedy. And uh, it's my first time there. And I never, like, I've done urban shows, but bro... Sure. Really? I'm Jamaican, right? That's my background. Okay. But I was so afraid of all these Jamaicans. <laughs> so here I am. I'm doing my set. Okay. And lo and behold, I see Shaggy in the front. What? Yeah. I totally went fangirl. I'm like, oh, oh my God, Mr. Boombastic. <laughs> lost my shit. And I heard the rumbling of the Jamaicans like, yo, oh. guy, take her off the stage, yo. Oh, and no. At that time, I did a lot of parody comedy, so okay. I would make up a lot of comedy songs in, um, you know, you know, parody comedy. So that's sure. what I would do, yeah. and uh, I just I told the DJ cue my music because I know the song is it's hilarious. It's my closing, and yeah. and got the fuck off, man. Oh, I was so afraid. Oh my I was God. like, I was starstruck my first time. You know, there's Shaggy right in front of me. Seriously. It's true. How am I not gonna? You know, how am I not gonna? You should have came back on stage after they booed you and just said it wasn't me, and then walked off. Oh, man, that's so good. That's so good. Right. Oh, good. <laughs> and then act all normal beside him after, like as if it was someone else who was doing all that crazy shit. Oh, you're so right. I should have. Yeah, it wasn't me. Hindsight, hindsight. Oh my god! So okay, that was probably one of your craziest venues you've performed at. How about like your favorite or one of like the weirdest venues you've ever performed at? Oh man, weirdest! My goodness, it's been. Uh, I've performed in backyards. There was a time I did a lot of backyards. Backyard for like birthday parties or something. Birthday parties, anniversaries. Really. People, I was on milk crates doing the damn thing. People don't know what it is, man. It's not a glamorous life. It's a lot of weird gigs. Uh, so yeah. I, I did a gig on a on a bus one time. Okay. This was the, the Edinburgh Comedy Festival. Okay. I'm familiar with it. It's very popular. Right? Yes. Biggest festival in the world. Yep. Best one. It was great. I visited a friend there. And uh, she she took me around. She was doing shows there. Uh, Dana Alexander, go check her out. Very funny girl. Um, yeah, and we did a show on a bus. It was crazy. Wow. But uh, the people were there for it. You know, sometimes it's the small crowds that are really, like, the best because they're there for it. They're hardcore. And it's they're hardcore, man. It's intimate, and it's just, you know, every show is different. That's what I like about stand-up comedy. Every show is different. I agree. So on that bus, was it? it just toured around and then you're just uh, telling jokes? No. The bus was parked there. Oh, no. Okay, that's and, even worse. What, like, why right? not do it outside of the bus and have it, like, as a backdrop or something? It was, yeah, well, they decorated it a bit. I guess what it was the? part of the street festival part. It was very, okay. you got to go to, you got to go to Scotland to check it out. Oh, maybe you one day. But yeah, I, yeah, I've heard a, a lot of good stuff about that uh, festival. Like, and obviously, we have a huge festival ourselves, JFL, which is gonna, which is happening during our summers here, right? And you being, I don't know if you grew up in Montreal or you lived in Montreal at one point. Is is that correct? I I was born there. Oh, okay, I, there I moved when I was ten. So. Oh, okay. So that doesn't really count, right? I know it's sucky, but it's okay. I like to claim it. I like to claim it. Yeah, I'm from Montreal, yo. <laughs> And you mentioned it too, obviously Jamaican background and all that. And for people who don't know, do you incorporate some of your Jamaican heritage and or your Jamaican parents into your acts? Oh my gosh, all the time. They're my best muse. They give me jokes all the time. It's, have you met a Jamaican? My goodness, it's like a a one-person show. (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I definitely, I talk about my heritage, my family, life experiences, jobs that I've worked at. I I like a lot of one-liners. I'm very silly, too. Like, I'll make up a whole bunch of things that are not real and try to make it funny just because why not? Let's talk about toasters. Why not? You know what I mean? Like I know. I no hate one 
I hate the one thing about people who don't understand comedy sometimes. It's like, it doesn't have to be all personal stories. Like, you know what I mean? That's why it's called comedy writing. Like, when you're watching Seinfeld or something... Oh, Seinfeld's a bad example because maybe some are based on, on his life. But something like... Fuck, I, I, I don't know why I'm thinking of Ultros. Like, The Office or something. It's like, that's all written. Like, that's not someone's real life and we accept it. Why do we not accept it in stand-up comedy? When someone is like, oh, uh, I, I went out with my girlfriend. You don't have a girlfriend! It's like, what? Like, shut up! <laughs> Yeah, this is a performance. They, they, it is. All, it's a performance. So right. I don't understand. It's weird. It is so weird. But isn't it, it like you said? It, it's not only Jamaican parents. I think it's something about those boomer immigrant parents that give us so much material to go off. Like, like it's so true. Like when you have no love, makes comedy gold, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> With all that trauma is hilarious. That's it and do your so parents right now and you're going through some shit don't worry exactly uh, but do your parents appreciate the comedy are they into it do you even like even know what's going on because like i said before my dad doesn't even know i've been podcasting and i've been podcasting for like se- seven years so are you serious oh my gosh what does he say to you nothing he doesn't even know i do it oh my gosh i wouldn't even know where to begin to explain a podcast no They'd be like, like, so you put on clothes to talk in front of the screen and edit it? So you're talking to someone on the phone, or the usual one is, oh, you're on the radio. No, 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 it's not radio, but, uh, like, I sort of understand why you think that is. Of course, yeah, it kind of is a little bit. Um, I forget the question. Your parents. Oh, yes, yeah, no, okay, so, oh, my mother, uh, like, you know what, I'm very lucky, my whole family is very supportive. My mom, oh, she's... Cool very annoying uh she'll call me like every other day so how was your show how was the show and then my dad would always be like make sure they pay you (laughs) like that's that's good advice though that's his thing you know make sure them pay you you know what i mean like dad i got a show for like two thousand people are they paying you (laughs) that's his only that's his own, like, I did the pre-show for Adam Sandler. This, they okay. don't understand. They don't understand. They're just like, make sure they pay you, which yeah. is great advice. It is. It is. And again, it's good that they do support you. But again, maybe it's not because then you probably have even more <laughs> material to write about them. But like, so. like the, the one line that I loved that you dropped about your father, I think it was on um, Kenny Robinson's album, that, that one with all the mixed comics. Yeah. My favorite line was, me no get strokes, me give strokes. Like, come on. Like, That's a good joke. It's one of my favorites. I can't. Oh, it's too good, man. That's so I good. They love it. See, but stuff like that, it's like, okay, that can't be written. Because that's something that you know a parent would say. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a story. Yeah, it was a story. It was. I think my mom was telling me that. He was diagnosed. He, I, I keep him alive in my jokes. He passed away in 2019. But uh, I know, I know. But okay. yo, it's honestly, okay. honestly, it's okay. But because like that's my favorite joke. I can't stop doing it. And I'm like, mm, I'm paying homage. I was, was just gonna say. The, yeah, he was quite the witty guy. I think I get my wits from my dad and my silliness from mm. my mother for sure. Yeah, no, and that's an awesome comedy. And yeah, and if he was so into your comedy and your act, and obviously he would want you to keep talking about him and not like coil in about it and like, you know, never mention anything again, right? Because yeah, no, that's awesome. Nice tip off the hat to him. Well, and then speaking of being on comedy albums and mixed stuff, like to me, this was fantastic what uh, Kenny Robinson did. And I think you were on something else as well with a bunch of other comics. I don't remember that one. The Um, album Underground or something, something Underground album. Yeah, that one, um, yeah, I, I, I was on a lot of albums during the lockdown. I was on, yeah, the Underground Comedy Railroad Tour. That That's was, uh, yeah, that was produced by uh, Comedy Records there. And um, that one, I'm, I was very excited about that one because that one, um, it's on the LOL Kevin Hart Network. I had people what? message me, yeah, from nice. and Atlanta. Hey, man, I heard you on the radio. You should come to Florida. You oh, really shit. Fun. Oh shit! Nice. Okay. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool because I do enjoy like these. Like as much as I enjoy like a full comedy album, I think I'm like 
ADD like everyone else nowadays. Like I can't sit through a full hour anymore. To me, it's got to be a solid half hour or a good 15 minutes. Like, you know what I mean? So to have a bunch of comics do an hour all together, to me, that's even better. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you need that variety too, you know? No, it's true. But I do understand why everyone wants to drop their own. Because like you said, everyone got to get paid, right? So it's like you don't want to split it if it blows up. And then, you know, that's that's the other thing. (laughs) And it feels like everyone, all these, I don't know, everyone's making albums now. I don't understand what's going on, but uh, it's great. Is it? (laughs) That's the thing. Well, it's like you said, everyone knows how to do everything. And this is what happens when everyone knows how to do everything. You just drop every... Because before, when again, growing up, a comedy special was a special. It's in the word, special. Now it seems like it's a weekly occurrence. Every week I pop on Netflix. Oh, Amy Schumer came out with one. Oh, Bill Burr's here. Oh, someone's over... Like It's like, oh my God, no. Like I don't have time for all of this. Like I would rather... And now I prefer to watch comedy live instead of watching it at home. Because again, the atmosphere, you just can't compete with that. Yeah, it's true. It's true, man. You gotta go see a live show. It's, it's a different experience. No, most definitely. Now, you have your own comedy album. Like I said, I mentioned it off the top when I introduced you. How was that putting it all together? And where did you record it? And are you, because again, being a comic, never content. Are you actually content how it came out? I am so content. I am actually blown away. Oh. I to, like, yeah, I, I, That's cool. you know what? I, I got to stop downplaying myself. I'm, I'm blown away. It's hilarious. I am tooting my own horn. I don't care. Do it. <laughs> toot toot, as they say. Yeah, it was great. I, uh, I recorded that in Toronto at Absolute Comedy Club. Okay. And I, um, I don't know. I sat on it for years, man. I got to tell you, I recorded that in 2016, probably. And then I released it in 2020. Wow. And it still held up. Yeah, it still held up. But Shit. I was, I was, um, I, I cool. Okay. So I recorded it. And then Howl and Roar, which is another, uh, record, um, comedy record label okay. in Canada here helped me produce it and it was coming to the point where they were like okay Keisha you better hurry up and do this because some of your jokes they're not gonna you know mm. they're gonna be dated sure I'm like okay 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 let's go let's go let's go I, I think I had a lot going on I was working my dad was sick I was in a crappy relationship I don't know yeah. I, I, I kind of paused on the whole comedy thing mm-hmm. and um yeah luckily 2020 happened and I was like you know what this is the perfect time let me Chop it up, do the artwork, get it out, let's go. And I love it. I haven't been, I, I'm almost like, let me just, they keep playing it. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just wait. I don't have to write another one. Let I'll me just, just wait. See? Anticipation. You want people wanting more. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. And I hate when people are like, oh, but so-and-so does this. It's like everyone's path is different. Like, just do your thing. And who cares? Like, and that's it. Like, no one knows your master plan in your head that you have brewing. Like, you know what I mean? So everyone just needs to relax. And I I don't understand how people think they could control. Or, again, maybe it's the selfishness or the conceitedness now of humans where they think that if I say something to this person who's doing something that they love, that I'm going to change their mind or that I'm going to affect their career. It's like, who the... I don't... Again, I could go on a whole tangent about this shit. Oh, yeah. Right? It's a lot of people who shit on you you should do this you should you should you should shut up right and come live a day in our life you have no idea it's just crazy i think the pandemic's made everyone worse tell you the truth oh people are weird out here man i don't know what's going on i even at shows like uh it's like people are afraid to laugh but they're they're selling out these shows they're coming out and I don't know. People are weird. It's a weird time. It is so weird. Like, uh, and I, I don't understand those people. Like, again, we're going back to this, not even just heckling, but just people who don't appreciate comedy and go to a comedy show and a either don't know how to act or sit there thinking like, re, like if you ask a, a, a rhetorical question, they start answering it or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Trying to be a part of the show. It's like, why are you coming yeah, to a comedy show? You, you know, I don't get that. Like, if you don't like something, why are you doing it? Like, I don't like to eat shit. Do you see me eating shit? Like, you know what I mean? It's crazy. I don't know. People want to, I don't know. 
think we all like hearing ourselves complain or we're very used to this as a society. No one's ever, you know, like, (laughs) it's so crazy. I'm so, I hear everyone complaining all the time in every job and everywhere I go. Just a lot of sighs, like, ah. I thought it was only me. It is. See, I thought that was only me. Almost every phone call or every person I talk to now, it's either them complaining or complaining about someone else. And it's so true about the side thing. I so hate walking into a Timmy's to order a coffee and you're like, what do you want? How can I help you? It's like, oh, oh, my. I'm sorry I killed you this morning. Like, what the f- what, you know? What's going on here? Like, have you had a coffee yet? It's <laughs> going on. It doesn't have to be this hard. Right? Like, I'm not saying to make it seem like like you're all, you know, up, up and about, but at least, like, have some a bit of courtesy. Like, come on. I don't know, man. We all... It was a rough time. That pandemic did a number on us for sure. No. It, I've, I've, I've seen people not even come back to stand-up comedy, actually. Some comics what? that I know that were really, really good. I, I see them in the rooms now. They're Are like, you kidding? I haven't written in four years, and I don't... I'm not oh. in a rush to... Okay. It really, people went inside for sure. Yeah, because that was the thing I noticed too. It was sort of a split. You had like people like yourself who kept on working through Zoom shows or even writing in the background. And then other people who just like took a complete break. Like I had Jeff Paul on a few weeks ago and he said like he did nothing during the pandemic and now he's back at it again. Yeah, like, wow. you know what I mean? Like to me, it's crazy how it goes from one spectrum to the other. But again, but that's comedy. Like nothing... Uh, what I usually like to say is there's nothing right in comedy and that's what makes comedy so good. Yeah, I agree. There's no rules. I don't think there's any rules. There shouldn't be. You should be able to talk about anything. That's what comedy is. It does like what, like I feel so sorry for you guys. Like you, you're going to run out of material. Like you can't bring up any type of like race, stature. Like the one I heard (laughs) recently is now calling someone bald. Did you hear about this one? Calling someone bald is politically incorrect now. You cannot call someone bald anymore. Why not? What is happening, man? Because, what am I supposed to- because they did a study. I don't know where they grabbed these men from, but apparently it's causing like trauma in these men when you keep referring them to being bald. And then they get some kind of PTSD as they get older from it. So what are we, what are we supposed to say, melon fucking heads? You fucking cantaloupe? What do you, what does Caillou want us to say, Caillou? You're fucking bald, bro. <laughs> Follically challenged. What what is it? Follically challenged. Oh, no one is no one is using all those letters. <laughs> no one is doing that. Especially when we're high. We're oh shit, that's that, a good point. Okay? That's a good point. <laughs> Follically challenged. Yeah, can I get this? Yeah, I'm a follicle. But this is today's society, man. <laughs> I can't believe this. This is real. I gotta look this up. You're you're, you're pulling my left leg here, Steve. No, really? I'm, t- I'm not saying it's gone like full fledged where everyone is saying it. Like you know what I mean? But it's. It, I'm telling you, this is the next step. Like eventually, you can't touch like literally on nothing. Like wh- what are you gonna make fun? Like people even get offended nowadays when you make fun of yourself. And that's the yeah. ones I don't understand. It's like, no. what the fuck? I could defend myself if I had to. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if I'm making fun of my own self, don't you think I already checked with myself if it's okay? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, uh, we need to rebel. We're too used to being controlled. And, you know, mm. as because we're stronger in numbers. I don't understand why we all have to... See, and that's what I can't wrap my head around. Like, I think there's more people who think like us instead of being like a keyboard warrior or whatnot or these Karens of the world. But yet they have the most voice and the most power when there's more of us. I guess the old school, I guess, if, if, if you want to put a label on it. Like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It makes no sense to me. Like, how were they? Imp- like, when we were growing up, people who are older stayed in power until they died. It's like when, when it's our turn to be in power... These young people come along and they have the voice and now they're in power all of a sudden and it just skipped our generation. Yeah. It's right? so strange. It's, and I hate to say it, it's oh. the technology. It I is. think it is. A little bit. It's fast forward a lot of these kids. Like, like haven't you buzzed out when you see just a kid pick up a phone and already know how to use it? it 
you know what? The other day I was on the the bus and I just I forgot my phone that day and okay. I just looked at everyone glued at their in their phone. I'm like, what in the episode of Black Mirror am I motherfucking <laughs> in right now? Right? Everyone's a zombie. <laughs> like, this is crazy. I think it's so. It's really crazy to see. We're <laughs> we're glued like it's a limb. You ever seen anyone that lost their phone? Oh my, oh my god, oh my god. Do you have asthma? <laughs> Can you breathe, miss? It's just the phone. No, but I have everything in that you... Oh, it's sad, man. I don't know. I know. Well, we've gotten dependent on our phones. Like, it's not even a phone. I don't know why we still call it a phone. Like, how many times do you actually talk on your phone nowadays? Like, th- th- think about that. Right? right? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't it be called something else by now? <laughs> You're right. This is, that's a good premise. What, oh, shit. What do we call this? This the remote. The remote. <laughs> right? I don't know. Like, uh, that is a good question. What would you call it, though, other than... Controls. Yeah, it is a remote. It's I a, guess a remote. But not really, because you still interface and connect with people. You really don't do that with a remote, right? Mm, that's true. So, what, an all-in-one or something? A, 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 another word for, like, personal computer, maybe. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's um, that's for know. the people at Apple to figure out. <laughs> yeah, they'll figure it out. Twenty twenty five coming soon. <laughs> I know. Just drop the name phone, man. Like it's not like the young generation know what a phone even looks like anymore either, right? Did Did, did you I actually know. see that video of where they put the rotary phone with kids and they tried to figure out how to use it? That was funny, right? They did not know what to do. Yeah. Oh, I miss that phone. I know. No, I don't. Take forever. And then if you fuck up, ah, right. oh, fuck. I got to do it all over again. Right? Fuck it. If, if a friend had a nine in their number, fuck you. I got to go all the way around. <laughs> fuck true. that. You're right. I don't miss it. Nah. <laughs> no, you could get one that looks like it. And then you pick it up and then it has the buttons on the actual receiver. That's probably better if you want one. Yeah. <laughs> way better. Oh my god! Okay, quickly before we end this off, back to acting. I, I just want to know since you took a swerve and went into comedy, do you want to go back into acting, or do you? That's Absolutely. it. You're just done. No, oh, man. Here's the thing. I and I don't know why I'm taking the scenic route, but okay. I just got an agent in 2021, so okay. I have been doing auditions like every other weekend. A couple callbacks here and there, but you know how the biz is. That's how it is. You know. I also model and I do some music. I've I actually made a really, Uh-oh. really controversial song during the pandemic. Oh no! Yeah. In terms of what though? Controversial for a Karen or in general? Oh, very in general. It oh was shit! Another parody. It was another parody. Okay. And um, it was paying homage to uh, Cardinal Fischel's song Maxine that okay. he had back in the day, the right. classic hit Maxine. And I had a parody version, okay. strictly comedy related. Okay. Mine was called Vaccine. Oh. Talking about the current times that we're in. And man, I tell you. Well, again, it was like 50 50, either pro or con, right? Or, no, there's still the grade. There's still those people that didn't care either way either. But yeah. yeah. Those people really didn't voice their opinions. They just sat back and laughed at both sides. But <laughs> it's. I crazy. just. I was calm, very calm in, in my corner, like turning off the news, never watched the news at that time. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, it made it seem like it was the end of the world, right? Yeah, it did. It really did. <laughs> like I, the one thing I hated was every time you would log on to social media, it would have like something at the bottom saying so many so cases today. So you'd see the count rise like every day at the beginning, like it would start off only a hundred cases. Then all of a sudden balloon to a thousand then 10,000, then a hundred thousand. And then all of a sudden they added colors to it. So it got darker and it's like, Holy shit. Like, like, you know what I mean? Just trying to fear all of us. And it's like, yeah, it was bad, obviously, but it's like, we were going to be okay. It's just people don't listen. And everyone, there was a group of people that still pretended there was nothing going on. And, that's unfortunate, but we're through it now. Not for the better, unfortunately, but hey. The strong right. survived, as they say. Survived. We made it out. We made it out. It's crazy. <laughs> I was I was looking, I, as I was watching the news, I was like, damn, I should 
really take up sign language because them motherfuckers were booked, man. Were you, <laughs> you were you watching that? No. I'm like, these guys are getting spots, bro. Oh, you like, mean like because everything was on like Zoom and video, so they had oh the language, the sign language. I was like, this is right. crazy. I need to turn my comedy into this. Look how these guys are getting booked, booked every channel. I was like, man. Actually, speaking and, of comedy and that, why not sign language in comedy? Has is there is there any sign language comic in the world? I don't. That's a good question. That right? is a really good question. There's an right? on-top market right there because, unfortunately, they can't hear you. So why would they go to a con- – unless they could read lips. But some can't. Why not have it for them? And then you'd sell out the crowd, right? Sell, like – Some some shows do that. I did a show where I had, there was an interpreter really? on stage. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. It was so cool. Yeah. But I wonder how that's it comes fun. off, though, because – Obviously, even with slang, like, I'm sure there's certain words. Okay, how about this? When you bust out the Jamaican accent, like, how do they sign that to make it, like, funny, right? Think about that. I know. That's interesting. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's very interesting. <laughs> right? Never thought of that. But there's an untapped market. If anyone wants to become a deaf comic, I guess, why not? Go for it. Yeah, or just sign as you do your comedy. That's a lane that no one's really... Oh, we'll stop talking about it because maybe I might capitalize on it. <laughs> or we, or actually, you know what? Speaking of, we might offend someone because maybe they don't want to be called deaf anymore, and they've changed that already in the last five minutes. Oh my gosh, we already offended them by saying that because if you can't say bald, <laughs> right? <laughs> Anything that come on, guys, stop changing the words. And that's the other thing that's not fair. It's true. Stop changing the words, man. Like to, how. I understand the meaning of words, obviously. Words are bad sometimes. But in today's generation, in today's day and age, when you pick a word and then it becomes negative and then you switch it again and then it becomes ne- Like, do you not see the pattern there? Like, no matter what word you're going to pick, eventually someone could switch it up and make it negative, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like people are just too... They're just... They got too much time on their hands to really nitpick and all this stuff. Like, who's really... Right? Has to be, right? People are bored. Oh, are they ever bored? Oh, man. Bored and lonely. You know what? That's another big one. And before when you're bored and lonely, you just sit in your basement and watch TV. Now, like you said, you have social media, you have technology, so you're reaching out to the world and spreading your boredness to everyone else. Yeah, you are. I My girlfriend works at Canada Post, and oh my God, I tell her she should be a comic. The amount of stories that she tells me what yeah what from co-workers yeah she works at canada post i don't know <clears throat> so she'll get a lot of crazy emails from people oh gotcha okay that makes sense yeah yeah i thought you were saying like co-workers <laughs> oh no no no, no. oh yeah, yeah. I, I could only imagine and people actually still send stuff like that yeah it's, it's shocking right <sighs> time on their hands people have time on their hands that's why got to curate a hobby otherwise you're just gonna call ups and complain where's my shipment it's says it's on the way but i just want to make sure it's on the way even though i checked (laughs) i need to talk to someone you know like come on (laughs) it's true it is bored yeah it's fuck man people i don't understand i don't understand okay we'll end off on this how about your preferred or dream Acting job, if you could get it, putting it out into the universe. My prefer, I want to be on the set of movies. Oh, I want to be on the set okay. of movies, different accolades. I want to show my serious side. I want to, man, I want to dig deep and be on movie sets. Really? Okay. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. So you prefer that versus, say, someone give you your own sitcom? Okay, if someone <laughs> wants to give my own sitcom now. Okay, okay, let's, we can do that. We can do that. You know what? I really, I don't know. I guess I'm getting older now. That's something I really, really wanted, like, when I first, first started. And I, I guess life just happened, time, I got older. Now I'm just, like, blown in the wind, man. I feel like I'm blown in the wind. I feel like, I don't know, Steve. 
I'm getting up there. I'm okay. getting up there. Let's do this then. Here. Speaking of putting out positive energy and good stuff. Okay. Let's do a quick round table here before you promote your show and I let you go. You get a sitcom. What would you name it? Who would play what actor would you get to play you, your dad, and your mom? Oh, this is so good. Um maybe it would be called Ingredients of a Brownie. Uh, that that's still a fantastic name. Love that. It's a great brand, and it's my real name. Exactly. Um, uh, who would play me? different this is different right if i could get sinbad to do a jamaican accent okay my dad kind of resembles that kind of fair skin oh okay looks like sin he used to look like you know that kind of way okay okay and who would be my mom oh my god this would be a is it disrespect if i say medea no we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do that um It is. It is. Anyhow, she here it is. You want me to? You want a man in a dress to play me? <laughs> That's horrible. I love I, it. I'm like shit. I think I should play my mom. Seriously, I actually, yeah. There you go. Right. And then who would play Keisha? This is this is it. Now issue. it depends what time period here, because what if it's like a teenage Keisha or a Keisha in her twenties, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, I'm a hard 85, seriously. Uh, <laughs> they can't take me. Thank you. No, I'm kidding. Um, who would play? Okay, it would be a younger era, and it would be, there's no, what actors are out now? I don't know. I Who watches television? Everything is YouTube. See, that's the thing. It's there are some shows out there, but I can't think of anyone either. But that's the thing with today's actors. Everyone is just another name. Like, you know what I mean? There's like no big, really stars. Yeah. No one is, everything is on Netflix. Everything is streaming now. And no one, I don't know. They all like the reality shows. There's no. Okay. How about someone from your era growing up that you watched on TV that you think could play you? I would think uh, Raven Simone. Oh, actually, a little bit, yeah. And uh, people used to say, "You remind me of, you remind me of her." So she would, it would have to be her. Okay, there you go, there we go. Sold. Pitch it now. (laughs) Yeah, let's go, let's go, guys. Because you know, I'm getting up there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Well, thanks, Keisha, for coming aboard today. Really appreciate it. Promote your socials. Any upcoming shows, the floor is all yours. Oh, well, thank you so much again for having me, uh, Steve. I really appreciate it. Uh, you guys, I am Keisha Brownie on all platforms. That's K-E-E-S-H-A, Brownie like the dessert. I'm most active on my Instagram. You could also follow me on Twitter. I got a fan page on Facebook, got Brownie. I got a website I barely update called... <laughs> gotbrownie.com but you can check i got merch up there i'm very passive i'm not i need to promote the shit out you guys go check me out man i'm the hottest i'm the hottest i'm the most delicious name in the game keisha brownie okay it's giving multifaceted y'all book me and book me twice thank you again not to be a keyboard warrior and give you advice on your career but you know you have to market and sell brownies right you know this i do i do i do have to get there and do that i do or even better Put your face and get to one of these cannabis stores. Brownies, brownie. Buddy, I've been thinking about this. It's just, I need another pandemic. What the fuck, man? No, we don't. Okay, okay, fine, 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 fine. I need need management. I do need management. I do. There you go. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them, it almost definitely helps me out. And if this is the first time listening to the podcast and you like what you've heard, please go back and listen to other guests such as John Paul, Dave Merhej, and Keith Pedro, just to name a few. All right. One last question before I let you go today, Keisha. I got to know, 
you being Jamaican yourself, what is the best Jamaican patty shop in Toronto and how do you eat your patty? In a bun with toppings by itself? Okay, here we go. Um, here's the thing. Oh. I know the best patties in Brampton. That's where... Oh, shit. Hey, that's fair. That's still GTA. That's close. McKay's Plaza had the best patties, and this is how we did it. We kind of sabotaged it because okay. we would put mayo, lettuce, and tomato in that bitch. There it is. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. You guys don't even know. See, people don't believe me when I say that because I used to have it like that too. And people are like, oh, you're crazy. What are you doing? It's not a sandwich. It's bad enough no. you put it in a bun. I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, so good. It so is. good. It is. Right? I thought I was the only one no, that did that. No. That was like a Brampton thing. No, no, no. I used to do And I grew up literally almost like downtown Toronto. And I used to do it. So, no, don't worry. And I thought it was like my Portuguese background. Because obviously, people who know Portuguese cuisine, it's very flavorful. So we like to add like sp- like stuff to make it better. Not to say that a Jamaican patty yeah. sucks on its own. But fuck. It's like, why not in- enhance it? So, oh, so see? good. See, I'm not the only one. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now I'm hungry. Now I want to go get a patty. So. <laughs> now I kind of want to as well. Like I've been up since like five. I need to have something. That sounds really good. On that note, she's Keisha, I'm Steve, this is the podcast, peace. Bye.